Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Mayetta. We have an article coming out. I don't know if I'm going to publish it tomorrow, which would be Wednesday or on Thursday. It's entitled, Jerome Powell, Inflator in Chief. And what's interesting is when I talk to institutional investors, the majority believe what Jerome Powell says, which I find fascinating. When Powell says, uh, you know, there's, there's modest inflation. And when Powell says we'll be able to control inflation. And when Powell says inflation is transitory. I mean, how could the Fed know that inflation is transitory? So number one, we have inflated the money supply by 4.7x since January 2020. So that is what has been inflated, the money supply. In terms of the prices of goods and services, that is not inflation. That is price appreciation. So let's talk about price appreciation. When supposedly the Fed has had the price appreciation under control. Then how do you explain the price of lumber up multiples? I haven't looked at it in a week or so, but it's up more than 2%. It's up triple digit percentages. How do you explain what's going on with equities since the Fed started pumping money into the economy? Right, The Nasdaq's had a pullback, but it's still up significantly since April 2020. Same with equities in general. You could argue that's been the case with equities since the Fed moved to its low interest rate policy in perpetual QE way back in 2009, and it's taken the accelerator off off here and there. But we've had this socialist monetary policy for quite some time, and it has been exacerbated by COVID. So you've got equities. You've got the price of lumber. You've got the price of building materials. You've got uh, commodity pricing. You know, metals and such, foodstuffs. I'd say at the grocery store, on average, prices are up 30% over the past couple of months. You're going to have wage inflation brought on in part, I'd argue in large part, by federal pandemic unemployment insurance, where low-wage workers are opting to stay home and collect those benefits rather than uh, take employment. Everything's up. It's not going back. I'm a coffee drinker. I'm not too picky. I don't buy it at a Starbucks store location. I brew my own coffee. And it doesn't matter uh, which coffee bean you prefer. Prices are up over the past couple of months. You'll find that some coffee bean producers have shrunk the size of their bags, the bag of beans, and have kept pricing flat. Others have maintained the size of the bag of beans they sell at retail but have increased pricing. Others have shrunk the size of the bag of beans they sell at retail and have simultaneously lifted pricing. That's just one example. So I, 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 so I don't get how people could argue that inflation doesn't exist. I would argue if you have that opinion, you don't understand economics, that you're out of, t- out of touch with what is going on in the real world that you're not paying attention, that you haven't done your work. I mean, really, look at any asset class. Use car prices, artwork, houses. I've already talked about equities. Private company multiples, uh, M&A multiples. Venture rounds. All the other stuff that I, I mentioned a moment ago that I won't mention again, that's asset price appreciation, or inflation, as everybody calls it, although technically, again, inflation is... The inflated money supply. So 
people want to ignore, institutional investors want to ignore what is going on in the real world. I don't believe they're stupid. I believe some are lazy. But I believe they just choose not to acknowledge what's going on because those institutional investors know that once the Fed starts to taper and once rates start to inch up, that the market is going to get hammered, absolutely hammered. So I do not believe an uptick in quote-unquote inflation or interest rates is priced into the market, which suggests that when interest rates lift, it's going to be a, a shock to the market, which means there's going to be a violent reaction, which means equities will trade substantially lower. And it's just, it's, it's fascinating to observe this. It's a, it's a, a, um, it's investor psychology is, is what we're seeing. It's not a math equation. There's enough mathematical examples out there in terms of asset price appreciation that investors can measure to arrive at the conclusion that we have inflated pricing. So it's not a question of trying to find more real-world examples of price inflation, price appreciation. There are plenty of examples out there. It's just when is investor psychology going to turn and when will their expectations change? And it may be a case where expectations don't change until the event happens, i.e. until interest rates until tapering occurs, in which case, again, there will be a violent reaction. And what we've said is that we don't expect the Fed to taper this year, and who knows, maybe they taper toward the end of the year. I don't, I don't know. But they will have to taper. I think the Fed is obviously motivated to keep rates low, even though once it tapers, it's limited in its ability to allow interest rates to lift, given the amount of, of uh, public debt outstanding. And that paper needs to be rolled over, and we can't roll the those notes and bonds over at uh, 5%, 6% interest rates. So we're not going back to where we were in the, in the late 1990s. But rates will go higher. In addition to being motivated by the amount of debt outstanding, Powell, um, he's up for uh, nomination in February 2022. So he's going to want to have Yellen fully on board with whatever he does so that when she communicates with with Biden, it doesn't reflect negatively on Powell. So this is uh, Powell's thinking is 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 politically motivated as as much as anything. And so, uh, in terms of the sequence of events, we have um, unemployment numbers coming out on on Friday, and those will trend in a positive direction. Uh, in the note that we published today, uh, we stated again that we prefer to look at labor participation, which gives a uh, a, a truer picture of, of where uh, U.S. labor is at a given point in time, whereas the unemployment rate is very understated. And we go into that in quite a bit of detail in our note. It's a... a uh, premium note, the title is something to the effect, I don't have it in front of me, but the uh, State of U.S. Labor, June 2021, uh, Labor Outlook, June 2021. And in any case, the uh, I'd say approximately 
90% of the text of the note is free. So if you go, if you visit Tech Today, you'll, you'll see that article. And again, most of the, the, of the written content is free. What we offer uh, in terms of premium content for that article is we uh, downloaded 20 years of monthly data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and we uh, turn that data into Excel tables and charts and things of this sort. And we put it together in a, well, there are two files. If, if you uh, purchase the premium article for $10, you'll get the, the PDF report, which is sort of the text overlaid with various charts and graphs along with our commentary. And then in, in addition to that PDF report, we have a, uh, a series of Excel tables. I can't remember how many are in that workbook. I think there's uh, five or six tables, uh, which are, again, sourced from the Bureau of Labor Statistics dating back to April of uh, 2001, so 20 years of, of monthly data. So that, that's on Friday the unemployment number comes out. And then uh, June 10th, next week, we have... Uh, the CPI data comes out. Now, if you rem remember, that took people by surprise. Last month when April was published, and I think you'll see something similar here in June when, when May data is, is, is published, and it's going to show that inflation is certainly not transitory and that it's going to keep ticking up in, in, in our view. And that's all for now. We'll see you next time.